This is Casey Hendrickson on News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel, your breaking news and weather station. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. Happy uh, Thanksgiving Eve, I guess. So, um, yeah, there's that. Tomorrow's Thanksgiving. So today, wait, tomorrow is Thanksgiving, right? Am I losing track? All right. I'm finally going to get back to a more normal existence now that I own the house. (laughs) All of the special events, the election, uh, all of the things that MNC was doing, the remotes in the middle of buying a house and... All, all of that uh, was was uh, certainly pulling me in multiple directions. I kept forgetting a bunch of stuff. So um, should hopefully be getting back to normal now. Hopefully, hopefully, we'll see. All right, I want to talk about this judge who blocked the certification of Pennsylvania's election results. We'll get to that here in just a second. And today, because it's the last day before the holiday, open lines all day. That's it. There you go. Not just 4 o'clock, all day. You can call about any old thing that you want. You have any questions, feel free to give them, give, uh, give them an ask right now. 574-25-95-953. That is 2595-953. You can also send me text messages if you like, or you can post them on Discord in the live chat or DLive on the live streams. Really up to you. It doesn't really matter. I will do my best to get to as many of them as I possibly can. But I figured, you know what? We had two short weeks in a row. Why not do open lines for the entire show today before the holiday? 574-2595-953. That is 2595-953. Well, a judge in Pennsylvania today ordered state officials to not certify the election results until her court holds a hearing on an election contest on the 27th. The Commonwealth judge, Patricia McCullough, ordered the state to not take any further steps to complete the certification of the presidential presidential race, which the state announced on November 24th. She also blocked the certification of all of the other election results. Quote, to the extent that there remains any further action to, per, uh, to perfect the certification of the results of the 2020 general election for the offices of president and vice president of the United States, Respondents are preliminarily enjoined from doing so, pending an evidentiary hearing to be held on Friday. Uh, So I'll put the order in the daily show prep today. Respondents are preliminarily enjoined from certifying the remaining results of the election pending the evidentiary hearing. So this is the judge that is presiding over the lawsuit, which is brought by the Republican lawmakers and candidates against Pennsylvania, against the governor and against the secretary of state. Uh, as well as the the Pennsylvania General Assembly. The plaintiffs are alleging in that case that Pennsylvania's vote-by-mail statute, Act 77, is in violation of the state's constitution. Act 77 is the most expansive and fundamental change to the Pennsylvania voting code, they say, implemented illegally to date. Now, I, I have to remind everybody that one of the issues in Pennsylvania is that the courts allowed election officials to change election law. The problem with that is that's illegal. It's unconstitutional. It violates the state and national constitution. You can't do that. Only the state legislature can do that. Nobody else can. 
And it doesn't matter if there's a pandemic. It doesn't matter if you feel like extenuating circumstances should prevail. None of that matters. All that matters is it's illegal. So this has been a huge debate in Pennsylvania for, you know, going back to before the election, because that's why they wanted the Supreme Court involved here, because they made an illegal ruling about an act that was illegally implemented. Really is that simple, folks. Uh, And what this did is this kind of changed the way that votes were counted when they were accepted. We had this earlier court ruling this week that said that uh, ballots in Pennsylvania that didn't have a date at all, meaning they didn't have to be provided. uh, You didn't have to prove that the the ballot was mailed before the election day deadline. So they didn't have a date. They didn't have a handwritten signature. They didn't have a handwritten address. All of that stuff, um, they can now be counted. There was a court ruling earlier that said that. Uh, No, that's not how it works. It's against the law in the state. You can't do that. You can't just arbitrarily say that you can count ballots that the law doesn't allow you to count. Really is that simple. Doesn't matter what your opinion is, you know, with this whole, oh, it's a pandemic, though. Can't we just? No, you can't. The law is the law. You don't get to suspend the law because something is happening. Right, governors? You don't get to suspend the law or constitutional rights just because something is happening. Huh. Somebody somebody write that down and send that to Whitmer and Holcomb. Just do that for me. As with prior historical attempts to illegally expand mail-in voting by statute, which have been struck down going as far back as the Military Absentee Ballot Act of 1839, Act 77 is another illegal attempt to override the limitations on absentee voting prescribed by the Pennsylvania Constitution without first following the necessary procedure to amend the Constitution to allow for the expansion. So in their case, they're pointing this out, which we've already pointed out to all of you over time. There's a lot of people out there who don't know this issue, and so they just think that everything is hunky-dory in Pennsylvania and that Republicans are just pitching a fit for no reason because they're sore losers. Um, That is not what is happening. What is happening is a lot of ballots that were illegal were counted in Pennsylvania. Plain and simple. You know, and the people who adhered to Act 77, um, who thought that they were in, a, in adherence to the law because of the way that Act 77 was implemented in the, uh, the Pennsylvania Supreme Court ruling, you know, if your ballot gets tossed out, I'm sorry, uh, but that's the law. I'm sorry that you're disenfranchised if that ends up happening, but that is the law. It, it, really that simple. And they also pointed out in this uh, lawsuit here that there have been many attempts to do this in the past. And they've all been struck down by the courts, going all the way back to 1839. You can't change election law this way. You have to amend the Constitution. You need the legislature to do that, period. That's all there is to it. Any any deviation from that is illegal and unconstitutional and is therefore invalid. So this is, this is what I mean when people ask me, and, and I know that I've tried to break this down in as simple terms as I could possibly do. I haven't focused on a lot of the theories about what is happening. I haven't focused on a lot of that. I haven't even broken down a lot of the stuff that has actually been proven on this show. And there's a couple of reasons for that. One, this is a very, very big issue. There's a lot happening in multiple states right now. I try to give you the basic rundown when they develop, and then I'll give you updates periodically. I might dive into one issue very specifically. But you'll notice that I focused on Pennsylvania quite a bit because Pennsylvania is the case the president is most likely to win. And if he flips Pennsylvania, the entire election changes. 
the entire scope of it changes. He's got a really good case in Pennsylvania, Arizona, and Nevada. Real good. May have a pretty good case in Wisconsin. He's not going to win Michigan. Michigan, uh, the amount of fraud that was committed in Michigan, and yes, it was fraud. The amount of fraud that was committed in Michigan was overwhelming, and you're going to have to have large swaths of ballots in Wayne County tossed out. I just don't know that that is going to happen, not to the tune that he needs it to happen. But in Pennsylvania, as I've told you, he's got a really good case. There's a whole lot of votes that were counted in Pennsylvania that were straight up illegal. It's no fault of the voter, by the way, but the law was changed in an illegal and unconstitutional fashion. And if it can go into court, and the Supreme Court makes the right call on this uh, as it goes through the legal process, then this state could easily flip to Donald Trump. Easily. You know, the other thing in Pennsylvania that is just so dramatic is that, look, in Pennsylvania... Democrats got walloped everywhere. They got their butts kicked up and down the state of Pennsylvania. But Trump lost? Republicans turned out in record numbers in Pennsylvania, voted for Republicans in record numbers, but they didn't vote for Donald Trump. The Republican who had the highest approval rating among his own party of any Republican in the modern era, including Reagan? Really? The champion of Pennsylvania energy interests, Donald Trump, didn't win Pennsylvania, but every other Republican did? What? You see, there's, as I told you, you know, the day after the election, when everything flipped, right, when the nightmare scenario happened, for you to believe that Donald Trump lost in these battleground states, you have to buy into the theory that Republicans showed up in record numbers and voted for Republicans, kicked the snot out of Democrats everywhere, but also decided they didn't like Donald Trump and voted for Joe Biden. Now, is that a theoretical possibility? Sure. Is it likely? No. Especially given for three years now, he has had the highest approval rating of any presidential incumbent in Republican Party history. Certainly in the modern era, anyway. So, yeah, I, I mean, you're buying into something that is theoretically possible, but highly unlikely. And this is why you're running into a lot of people who are looking at this and they're going, well, it does. this is this is kind of fishy. For those of you watching the live stream on, on DLive, you saw the, the Freedom Tunes video up there about, you know, the tweet, sending out a tweet that says, eh, something's up with this. This isn't right. You know, Republicans, again, kicked the crap out of Democrats all over this country. But somehow, in the places where Republicans turned out in record number and voted for a record number of Republicans, where they beat Democrats, particularly in Pennsylvania, who were considered unbeatable, okay, unbeatable Democrats who were entrenched in their districts and they lost in Pennsylvania because of a Republican surge, that the guy who who actually drove voter turnout, Donald Trump, lost in those districts? That Joe Biden underperformed Hillary Clinton? Underperformed Hillary Clinton in battleground states? But he won the states and he got the most votes of any president in history? What? There's just some really weird stuff 
Now, some of that anecdotal stuff that I just went over, that's not, that's not evidence. It's just, you know, it's enough for somebody to look at it and go, we need to go find what actually happened. And in the case of Pennsylvania, you've got a ton of votes. What is there? 2.5 million uh, mail-in votes in Pennsylvania, and about 2 million of them went to Joe Biden. And if you could go through and you can look at how many of those actually arrived illegally based on state law, they can be tossed. Again, that's not the fault of the voter. I get it. People are going to feel disenfranchised. But the reality is the law was changed illegally to allow those votes, period. So if they get to that point in this case, large swaths of those votes get tossed out. And since we're talking about nearly 2 million potential votes that could be tossed, okay, and it's it's not going to be nearly that much, I'm just saying, of the mail-in ballots, there was 2.5 million in Pennsylvania, and nearly 2 million of them went to Joe Biden. And we're talking about a race that is under 100,000. So it's very easy to flip the state of Pennsylvania back to Trump if the court makes the right decision. So this judge looked at all of this and said, well, I mean, it's not just the Trump team that has a lawsuit here, but we've got, you know, multiple lawsuits from the state GOP. And frankly, they have a case. And so I'm not going to allow the state to certify the election results, not for president or any of the other races, until we solve this Act 22 problem. So this judge, Judge McCullough, looked at it and she said, point blank, that this is a, a real case. This is a real thing that has to be decided before we can certify the election results. So she paused the election certification, which is exactly what should happen. Now, there's been a rush to certify the election results because they want to certify them before the legal challenges are able to take hold. Um, But you've heard me say this from the very beginning. Trump's legal case is better than people want to believe. And the people who think that he doesn't have a legal case are in a couple of categories. One, they have absolutely no idea what is happening. And they just think he's being a sore loser. They don't have any information, any data. They just have a, a, a heart felt feeling okay and then you have another category where people believe that the supreme court doesn't apply here but it does apply here we're talking about federal office that's typically where you're you're coming into the uh, the well-meaning people who think that there isn't a case then you have the nefarious category which i don't need to explain um but there you go pennsylvania's election certification has been halted and they will look at this again on friday and see where we're going to go from there we've got more coming up news talk 95.3 michiana's news channel And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. Looks like my mic was a little loud there. Sorry, folks. I uh, just fixed that. It is uh, open lines all day today. It's a special uh, holiday open line. So 574-2595-953. That is 2595-953. To the phone lines we go. Charlie, welcome to the program. Hey, thanks, Casey. Uh, first of all, thanks for taking my call. And second of all, Happy Thanksgiving to you, your family, and the listeners. Uh, you too. What's up? Kind of what kind kind of what upsets me about this whole deal is seeing the Republican Party dwindle away from Donald Trump. Kind of like how it started out in uh, 2016, and then they yeah. all jumped on the bandwagon, and they all benefited from it. Uh, sure. Saying that, if I don't have a whole lot of confidence, I do believe it should be overturned. I do believe Trump should have won in the first place. But uh, you know, I'm not. I'm not 
even the Supreme Court, I'm just not uh, too sure about their credibility, you know. And the bad thing is all the stuff that the Durham report, we're never going to know any of that. We're, we're just, mm-hmm. just going to drop off the face of the earth. But my thing is, is it possible that if Trump would come back, if he doesn't win, which I hope that's not the case, comes back in 2024, um, can he just campaign now for midterms in 2022 and then 2024 rerun? But not as a Republican and use that kind of like uh, ammo, you know, and say, hey, look, you guys aren't backing me. I'm going to come back in 2024 stronger, but I'm going to do it as a new party, the American party, the mega party, whatever. But, you know, that if he did that, I mean, with 70 plus, probably 80 million followers by then, Republicans would never have another chance to, to win a president presidency ever or House or, or Senate. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, there's there. a. Yeah, there, there's a there's a couple of things there. One, um, you know, having the confidence in the system to get it right and having that doubt, that's that's normal because you've experienced the system fail you over and over again. And those investigations will be closed. We're already hearing that Durham is shutting down his investigation because he doesn't want to deal with the next administration that comes in. Um, furthermore, the investigations into Joe Biden and his family will stop. So there's a lot of those things. Meanwhile, you got you know members of the press like Mika Brzezinski and everything else saying, we need to investigate Donald Trump. Now they're fabricating more crimes that he never committed. Um, there's real allegations of criminal activity here with the Biden family, which Joe Biden has been accused of. That has to be looked at. I don't know if he's guilty, but it has to be investigated, has to be looked at, and it just won't be. He won't even comment on cooperating with the FBI in his son's case, which may or may not involve child pornography, by the way. So this is, you know, this is a real, this is a real problem. Uh, And it's not just the election results. It's that, you know, people don't understand how horrible Joe Biden and his family have been. And I, I know that that seems like that might be a partisan thing. But I was telling you this before he was the nominee. This is not the guy to run. If you're a Democrat, this is not the person that you want in as uh, the leader of the party. He's not a good person. He's not capable. He's not competent. He's certainly in mental decline. Um, but he's he's got a very controversial, potentially criminal history. And that's something that, that should have been avoided at all costs. But the powers that be wanted him uh, as the as the figurehead. And then they could slide Kamala in there because Kamala was always the chosen one. So, yeah, your doubt in the system is felt by everybody, including me. Uh, As far as Trump coming back in 2024, I'm sorry, go ahead. Kamala could even carry 3%, so I don't see how she's the fallback person. And I think they use Joe because he's a puppet. He could could easily be controlled by whoever's controlling him. You know, um, Mm. that's it. But, yeah, I'm I'm sorry for interrupting. Joe Joe Biden can get money, and everybody knows him, and he's got a lot of allies, and he can help with the superdelegates and that sort of thing. That's why Joe Biden was the guy. Kamala was always the chosen one. The Democratic Party wanted Kamala. Uh, the, The base rejected her. You know, Tulsi Gabbard assassinated her live on stage, and the base, uh, you know, rejected her. So Trump may very well come back in 2024. There's a couple of polls that show that Trump is the favorite right now, uh, if he were to come back in 2024, of the potential Republican candidates. If he were to come back as not a Republican, that would be interesting. I don't think that there's ever been anybody in a better position to do that than Trump. Uh, but there's still, you're going to run into, you've, you've got to break Republicans of this mold that you can't vote for the better person because it might help the Democrats. And that's unfortunately where like 70% of the Republican Party are who just vote party line. They will not vote for a better candidate because they think it'll help the Democrat win. And so they just vote for their party. 
And we saw that in this state uh, just uh, this last election for governor. So this is exactly. this is but just that was how a lot smaller scale. This is huge. I mean, Trump. I has, I agree. Seventy-two million I, people voted for him. I bet there's ten million people that are like, "Oh, he's got it in the bag. I don't even need to vote." That's maybe, maybe Trump, yeah. didn't vote. I will I will agree with you that Trump is in the best position to do that of anybody that we have ever seen. Uh, whether or not he does it, I don't know. That's a good question. Hey, I got a roll, man, but appreciate the call. All right, you take care. We got more coming up, including open lines, 95.3 MNC. 95.3, Michiana's news channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. Uh, Let's see, what do we have here? Um, Hey, Joe, you wrote that somebody hung up, but I think that's the call that I took. Can you just refresh the list of callers that I have for me real quick? I also want to thank R&B Car Company, locations in South Bend and Warsaw. R&B Car Company are your used car experts. And, of course, you can find them online at rbcarcompany.com. So because it's the day before Thanksgiving, we are doing open lines. Haven't had a chance to do open lines in a while because of the schedule, and it's been crazy. So let's do open lines today. 574-2595-953. That is 2595-953. You can also send a text message to 45364. And we'll try and take those in the order that we get them. Uh, Jim, welcome to the program. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Casey. I got a couple things here. Uh, I'm going to be a, a lifetime uh, subscriber to that Black Rifle Coffee now that uh, there's a Kyle Rittenhouse and, uh, you know, Ricky Shoulder. But anyways, um, let's put our tinfoil hats on, and this is actually not too far-fetched. Everything that happened in 2016 with the FBI putting a plant in the Trump campaign and uh, wiretapping him, what you, what's your thought on them uh, actually meddling in this year's election? with the scope and the magnitude of the election fraud. My thoughts on who meddling with this year's election versus 2016? Uh, hold on, let me stop here. Um, the FBI. I mean, they, they you know, planted uh, somebody in the Trump camp I got you. in 2016. You so know, do I think that the FBI might have been involved this time around? Because of the scope and the uh, magnitude of the election fraud. I mean, I'm not a conspiratorial tinfoil hat. But this actually mm-hmm. makes sense, cons- considering the coordination. Mm-hmm. Well, and what's your um, thought on that? Here's okay. Let's let's go over because some of this kind of gets into what um, Sidney Powell has has said, and Sidney Powell has basically said that she thinks that there's there's a connection with with the CIA here. Maybe the FBI. I don't know, but. Well, yeah, to me, it's all, all one organization. I know it's not. Well, it's yeah, yeah, a lot, a lot of people feel that way. So if you look at, I'm trying to find the article that I, I talked about, which is a long time ago, long time ago. But the CIA possesses technology to rig elections. And there was a whole yeah. expose on this a couple of years back that, that we ended up finding mm-hmm. out. Um, and so, you know, just, just so everybody's is, I'm not saying that that's what happened. I'm just saying that the CIA possesses the capability to do it. And if if that is the case, make the jump from people in the FBI and the CIA who've already conducted intelligence operations against the Trump campaign before and the yep. president, you can't blame people for wanting to jump to that conclusion. Whether it happened or not, I don't know. I don't have enough evidence to, to prove that. Um, but at the right. same time, they do possess the technology to do it. And I remember going over a whole article about this. And concerning the fact how Trump has excoriated 
the FBI for all that they did, I, I, you know, or even the CIA. I would you know, I'd be surprised if they did this in retaliation. I mean, maybe. You know, it could be... I know it's conspiratorial. I just wanted to pick your brain It is conspiratorial. Right. It is conspiratorial. But like I've I've said before on this show, nobody can blame Trump supporters for going there because it's already happened. You know, it's not like... It's not like they don't have a reference to draw from or anything. You know, this isn't like the first time in the world that this has happened. You know, and and this is where I I tell people, I don't know if what Sidney Powell is saying about her international um, conspiracy... Is true. Right. She hasn't presented the evidence yet. She says that she can't yet, and that's fine. I'll let her build her case. I'm going to give Sidney Powell the benefit of the doubt because the last time she said that there was a conspiracy against an American, uh, not just a, a diplomat, but somebody who was a hero, a general in the military, and everybody laughed at her, she was right. And we ended right. up finding right. out that General Flynn was set up. They fabricated right. evidence against him. They lied about him, and then they got him convicted. So the last they, time she was they, put in this position, everybody's making fun of her. She came out the winner there. She was vindicated. So I'm willing to give her the benefit of the doubt. It's her reputation that's on the line. It's not mine. Um, didn't they threaten his son? What's that? Hold that against him. Glenn? Well, okay, say that one more time. I'm sorry. Uh, didn't they not uh, threaten Flynn uh, 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 about getting to his son or charging his son? Oh, yeah. If yeah, they were not, threatening uh, his kid. Definitely. Yeah, he was already bankrupt, and they were threatening to do the same thing to his son, so he took the plea deal. Right. 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 Um, you know, and, and look. All right, you take care. I appreciate it. Look, it's, you know, I've, I've said this before, and, and I know that I'll continue to say it. You know, you can't blame Trump supporters for, for thinking this because this has already happened to them. You know, there's already a plot against the Trump campaign. You know, the media said there is no plot against the Trump campaign. That's nonsense. Nobody spied on Trump or the Trump campaign. And then we found out that they did. And then they said, no, 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 that's not really spying. They have to have a FISA warrant to spy. That's that's just a whistleblower. It's not a spy. Then we find out that they had FISA warrants, three of them. And then we found out that they hired people specifically to implant into the campaign. They weren't whistleblowers. They were hired spies that were spies before they worked for the campaign. So every, we've gone through this entire process. If if you are, let's say, somebody who's politically new, and you know, you're know you wondering why, maybe you're listening to the show, figuring out what the arguments are here for some Trump supporters, you know, at the very least, whether they end up being right or wrong, or even if they're right, maybe not having enough evidence to overturn states, you cannot blame Trump supporters for assuming there's a conspiracy here. There's plenty of anecdotal evidence. There's a lot of physical evidence, too, that there is a conspiracy. But they've already been down this road before where there was a conspiracy against their guy. And people said that they were crazy back then. And then we found out that all of those allegations were true. There was a conspiracy against him, against his family, and against anybody who served in his administration. So you can't blame them for thinking that that's happening now. And it's entirely possible and probably more possible that the typical places where we run into voter fraud, um, maybe they were a little overconfident in Hillary's victory in 2016 and didn't do the normal efforts that they normally do. Uh, Zuckerberg's $350 million injection into this charity, which provided drop boxes and election machines to uh, precincts and districts, which were not distributed equally among blue and red areas made it very easy for people in blue areas to vote, made it very difficult for people in red areas to vote. That's something that's brand new. These are all things that did happen 
and are demonstrable and had an impact. And today on my premium live stream, I went over eight stories that the U.S. media did not cover that would have changed the outcome of the election based on polling of Biden voters that was just done in a recent study that was released. Had people known about those stories, the election would have went the other way. So even if there wasn't mass voter fraud, as they say, that affected the outcome of the election, the election was stolen because of the way the media conducted themselves. We've got more coming up. Newstalk 5.3, Michiana's News Channel. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. Uh, just to give you, you know, a little tidbit of the CIA stuff. And I'm not saying the CIA were involved in this or the FBI were involved in this. Um, but, you know, again, after seeing what happened in the last election, how could you discount it? You know, as at least a possibility. So let's let's take a look at this. Uh, WikiLeaks, when they released a bunch of their their documents, those classified documents, uh, in those documents were, um, well, they were proof that the United States interfered in the French um, political elections, and all major French political parties were targeted for infiltration by the CIA's uh, human and electronic spies in the seven months leading up to France's 2012 presidential election. The revelations are contained within three CIA tasking orders published by WikiLeaks as a context for its forthcoming CIA Vault 7 series. Uh, targets were specifically the French Socialist Party, the National Front, and the Union for Popular Movement, together with current President uh, Francois Hollande and the president, uh, then-President Nicolas Sarkozy, uh, current round one presidential frontrunner Marine Le Pen and former presidential candidates uh, Martine Aubrey and Dominique Strauss-Kahn. So it was an article from February of 2017. And, you know, I don't think there's anybody out there in the United States who doesn't think that the CIA meddles in elections. I, I think that everybody understands that. So, you know, the United States has some knowledge of this. I'm not saying that that's what happened, okay? I want to make that crystal clear. But as I've said before, you just you can't blame people who are Trump supporters who think that that is a possibility because it has already happened. And the U.S. intelligence community and the FBI uh, were intentionally trying to sink Donald Trump's campaign and presidency. We know that. There were people inside who were resisting those efforts, but we know that that happened. It's no longer up for debate or dispute. It's something that happened. And if that is going to be, if that is going to be, um, you know, something that that has to be evaluated and looked at, well, um, why not? Now, again, doesn't necessarily mean that that's what happened, but uh, there's there's going to be plenty of people who look at this and say, well, we've done this before, we've, you know, we've rigged elections in Latin America for as long as we can remember, and w with everything that happened in 2016, why wouldn't we think that maybe potentially? Um, one of those backup plans that these FBI officials talked about was a 2020 thing. That's possible. I, I, again, not saying that that's what happened. It's just that you can't blame people for coming to that conclusion, at least as a possibility, given everything that they've dealt with for the past four to five years. That's all I'm saying. Uh, we're doing open lines all day. 574-2595-953. That is 2595-953. We'll take your phone calls next on Newstalk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. Watch us on dlive.tv slash Casey the host.